This is the final week of 12 ways your phone is changing you. We have had a great time going through this study, um, and I am excited that you're here and you have made it this far. This is a good one to finish on, um, so, so let's just jump right in. I'm going to start this session by reading a familiar passage. This is from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, um, starting in verse 1. It says, For everything there is a season, and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Now, as we think about this passage, and many of you have heard it, um, most of you probably started singing a little bit of a song in your head uh, that, that, that makes it really familiar. But as we think through this list, there are so many things. And, and this passage is telling us that, that all these different things, there's a season and there's a time. Now, imagine living your life trying to emotionally engage uh, with each of those occasions all together, all at once. How overwhelming would that be? Now, how deeply can we possibly feel multiple emotions at the same time? It's tough, right? As we think through this, and, and we're going to kind of put it in light of our social media and, and our phone usage, do you ever feel numb as you scroll through your f- news feeds, your, your, your Facebook, your Instagram? You know, you look and you see on, on one point you'll see tragic news, and, and you'll swipe a little further and you'll see great accomplishments. You'll see jokes and, and meaningless updates. You'll see prayer requests and, and deep spiritual and, and emotional needs that people have and share. Like, they're all over the place. And, and as we get on our phones and we look at those, we just kind of flip through them. Rinky, the author of the book who, who, from, from which where we got our study, he said that Twitter, um, their 280 character limit is, is a metaphor for the way our generation communicates. He, he wrote this, For every season, there's a tweet. A tweet to announce births, a tweet to announce deaths, a tweet to criticize, a tweet to encourage, a tweet to weep, and a tweet to laugh, (laughs) a tweet to mourn, and a tweet to dance, a tweet to embrace, and a tweet to repel, a tweet to tear, and a tweet to mend, a tweet of war, and a tweet for peace. (laughs) Interesting, isn't it? The desirable, the charming, the pointless, all of the seasons that we see in that Ecclesiastes pack passage separated out, we get them now stacked tightly together in one vertical feed with absolutely no end. Have you ever noticed that you can get on social media and and you can scroll and there is no end to the information? I don't know if you remember, but early on in, in social media, it seemed like you could finish reading all of Facebook. You know, you could get on at the end of the day and you could scroll and your timeline was linear, and you could see all the updates and get to the point where, oh, hey, there's, there's one from this morning. I had already seen those. Have you noticed now that they have designed it in a way that you can scroll forever? 
You can scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll and you'll never see something twice. You'll never get caught up because they have changed the way those, um, those apps work. There is no end to all of these things and they're stacked and, and, and we're just overwhelmed with them all. The point, the, the, the 12th and final way that our phone is changing us is this. We lose our place in time. We lose our place in time. Now, number one here, if, you, if you've got your notes, um, losing track of time. I think we could all agree that smartphone use and abuse causes us to squander precious hours and almost erases us from our place in time in, in, in a couple different ways. First, um, we can just simply lose track of time. How often have you looked up from your phone to realize that, oh my goodness, 20 or 30 minutes has passed? You know, have you ever got lost in something on your phone and ignored your kids or ignored a spouse or a close friend? The next time you get on your phone and maybe use some of those apps that you enjoy, some of those mindless apps, I want you to notice something. I want you to look and see if the clock is visible when you're in that app. I noticed this probably a year or two ago that instead of showing the little, uh, you know, your, your, your cellular um, strength and your battery and, and your, your time there at the top, many apps are now designed to cover those things up. You can absolutely lose track of time and they don't want you to see it. They don't want you to realize it and register how much time you're spending. Another way is the nature of technology. It, it can dislocate us historically. Our digital device, they, they can't lead us. They can't map our history. They can't settle our priorities. But we set our priorities and responsibilities aside just for the now of this innovation, for the moment to be there with our phone. The, the, so many important things in our lives get brushed to the side because we're scrolling a mindless social media app. Third, we use our phones if we use our phones to find sin, we cut ourselves off from God's timeline. You know, pornography, we, we mentioned back um, a few weeks ago, is just one example of how sexual fragmentation, this discrete moment of lust, it erodes God's design for sexuality, and it disconnects us from a time and space and history. Ultimately, it's hard to determine how many personal updates or scrolls of news, news feeds are healthy. It's tough. It's tough to find balance. And I think many of us would agree. It's, it's hard. Um, and, and we have to use discernment to try to get to this point to, to, to know what is healthy and proper for our emotions. Digital media is altering our neural pathways and hindering healthy relationships. We've, we've gone through this. Smartphone usage is linked to obesity, stress, sleeplessness, bad posture, headaches, hypertension, and so many more things. The physical consequences of spending time on our phones goes unnoticed because we simply lose track of time. It causes us to fragment our lives in unnatural ways. It's like emotional whiplash. So what is God's remedy for this problem? Well, let's, let's think through a couple things. Number two on your blank there is a theology of remembering. The book of Psalms has uh, more to teach than any other book in the Bible about spiritual discipline of remembering and the spiritual dangers of forgetting. You can look at Psalm chapter 42, chapter 77, chapter 78, chapter 105. 
But I want to look at Psalm chapter 78, verse 35. It says, They remembered that God was their rock, the Most High God, their Redeemer. This discipline of remembering carries over into the New Testament. We are called to remember Christ's body and blood during communion. Um, we remember God's power and goodness through Jesus' presence and the Great Commission. We remember God's grace in our own lives and the work it does for other believers in Christ. Whatever's at play in the digital age, Christians are commanded over and over to remember. We can't lose our past and our future from moment by moment, tweets or texts or scrolls on news feeds. We must be in a place that we allow the Bible Scripture to cut into our hearts with a living and active memory for daily life in this digital age. We've got to spend time in God's Word every single day. The Bible calls us to remember in order to obey and grow our faith. To remember God is to satisfy the soul and to recalibrate our always shifting perception of reality, especially the intermediated reality presented online. But to forget God is to forsake God. And spiritual forgetting is a sin. All spiritual growth is rooted in remembering what Christ has done for you and in you. The third one here is, is just a final word. As we conclude this study, let me leave you with just a few thoughts. We all agree. We all agree that technology makes life easier. But our immaturity, our spiritual immaturity, our physical immaturity makes technology self-destructive. At the end of the day, the way we use this technology exposes what's really in our hearts. Some of you may need to ditch the smartphone and trade it in for a dumb phone for a little while just because the temptations are too great and it's too hard to scale back. Others just need to set some boundaries and add some accountability into our lives. Something. Our tip for this session, as you determine your smartphone limits, use a rotation diet. Pray. Use your smartphone with God's wisdom. Stay vigilant and, and avoid the traps of sin and a life wasted in the routines of nothingness. I, I think the best thing for us to understand is how trivial those moments in time are that we're scrolling, how mindless they are, and, and what is it that we're missing out on with the people physically present that need us to be there, that need us to be present with them instead of engaging on our phones. So the change, our final thought here is let's do this. Let's regularly and carefully evaluate technology usage by answering these three questions, thinking about the ends do my technology behaviors move me toward God or away from Him? Thinking about influence. Do my technology behaviors edify me and others or do they build nothing of lasting value? And then finally, servitude. Do my technology behaviors expose my freedom in Christ or my bondage to them?